excited about what the Lord is doing tonight, about what he's going to serve for us tonight, but I do want to talk about the oil that's unlimited from God. And when I say that, I want you to just think of Isaiah 60, because Jesus was baptized, and when he was baptized, he, was, he, was, he received an anointing from the Father that brought the seven spirits of God upon his life. Isaiah 11, in chapter 2, it brought this anointing on his life that moved him into a glory realm that we see in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 61. Amen? So Isaiah 60 leads to Isaiah 61. What? It's the arise shine for the glory of the Lord has is, is come upon you. And, and his, his, his light and his glory is shining on your life. So everyone in here is a candidate for God's burning and shining glory to be upon their lives amen and so i just want to keep us awake to this i want you to go to zechariah chapter 4 and that'll wake you up that'll wake you all up i'm gonna i'm gonna cool down everyone else okay i know you're good But I just want you to look at a couple things. The Bible talks about an awakening that happens. I've got to get there myself. Isaiah chapter, I mean, Zechariah chapter 4. And I'm hearing myself. But I just want you to look at a few verses with me. Because I want you to just see that the Lord himself is the, is the source of the anointing flowing on your life. What is the anointing? The anointing is actually the Holy Spirit. And the oil is, is the oil of the Holy Spirit that empowers you to walk in life. Right? The oil of God is what we need. It's called the oil of the overcomer. God has given us the oil of the overcomer to walk in victory, to walk in power, to walk in, in signs and wonders. But he's looking for you to walk in the character of heaven. Oh, he's looking for us to walk in this, this, this fulfillment of godliness that God, that Peter said he's given us everything, everything, everything according to his divine nature to empower us, to keep us and to watch over us and to fill us so that we, when we walk into places that we're, we're empowered to do the works of the kingdom everywhere we go. Amen. Amen. And so God wants to release the spirit without measure on you. That's what it was prophesied by John about Jesus and the ministry of Jesus. And so because now you have Christ in you, the hope of glory inside of you, you walk with the one, the one who is burning, the one who is filled. With, he has all oil. He, he doesn't ever run out of, of the anointing. And so many times we're, 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 we're looking for all these things to help us with the anointing. It's just him. <laughs> 
It's the Lord himself. It's just the Lord. And when we encounter the Lord, he's going to bring us in and move us into a position so that we can see and hear him in a, in a new way. So it says this, and, and, and this is powerful because in, in verse 1 it says, Now the angel who talked with me came back. So Zechariah had an angelic encounter and went to sleep. And it says here that he came back and awakened me. And the Lord is wanting an awakened church in this hour. Right? It comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. But he's calling to awaken us into a new level of understanding and being with him. And, and he says this. He said, he wakened me out of, out, of, out of his sleep. And then he said to me, what do you see? And so I said, I'm looking there. And there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. Everyone say bowl. It's the bowl. It's the, it's the place where the Lord is. He, he, he releases all of who he is into that bowl so that it can be dispersed to the body of Christ. Come on, are you in container? Are you, are you a vessel that God wants to overflow with the oil of heaven today? Listen, the Lord himself wants to pour out the spirit without measure. And I said this last week, and I don't remember who said it, but someone said it, and I agree with it 100%. That the Lord is looking for a church. He's looking for a people that are without mixture so that he can pour out his spirit without measure. He wants us to be a people that are ready. And this is so important that the church is ready. There's a readiness that has to take place in the body of Christ, and it comes through engaging with the supernatural, one. But it comes also by looking to the Lord Jesus, and as we encounter him, and we see through this, this whole encounter that, that uh, Zechariah has, we see the angel of the Lord begins to reveal to him the Lord himself who is the tree, where the glory and the oil and the power of God is pouring out to two witnesses. Everyone say a witness. Say, I'm a witness. You are called to be a witness to the nations. God wants to empower the entire crowd in this place. I don't know why everyone's sleepy. Wake up. No, no, I'm, I, something weird going on. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake. Whoa. Come on. Come on, I just see it over the whole place. And the Holy Spirit wants to awaken the whole church. We have to awaken to truth. We have to awaken to hunger. We have to awaken to this place. And when we awaken to this place of hunger, God will bring us into an aptitude of, of the hungry, thirsty, pulling us into the, the desires of heaven. It's happening even now. That the Lord, I'm watching, I'm watching as, the, as, this, as this group here, as our community is beginning to be pulled in to a new place where the Holy Spirit is drawing and pulling. And that does, that does mean I have to show up to half the people that didn't show up today. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that not to... I am, actually. I am. I am. I am. I am. Here's what God is doing, though. He's drawing you. You have to have spiritual hunger in this hour. That means I could have eaten. I could have feasted on the Lord all weekend, but I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry. And so that means I just 
get next to the Lord, just like Ezekiel, just Ezekiel, Zechariah is seeing in this vision and, and, and the oil is being poured out and there's an overflow of the oil of God because I'm with him, it comes upon my life. Amen. So there is, there is this place, but he wants us to find, he wants to find a people without mixture so that we can be a magnet. Listen, purity is a magnet to what God wants to do. And so tonight we get an opportunity to just ask the Lord, Lord, remove everything. Because I said this statement and I, I felt like it was, it was the Holy Spirit breath. You know, God, I found out he likes residing in here. No, he does. I literally, I heard the voice of God after last week and it was so powerful. It was so powerful. But we've had week after week after week after powerful, Right? God's showing up weekly to just blow up people and, and totally incinerate me here after my own message. But there's a hunger and there's a desire. Like I can preach something and still have the reality and the re revelation of it, but God wants to come and he says, ah, I'll set fire to it again. And that's what he wants to do for everyone in this place. Do you understand? This living word is amazing and it wants to manifest in your life. The Holy Spirit himself, he wants to manifest himself in your life. And we can't go on just going on and thinking it's okay. I'm all right. No, you're not all right. You need God. I mean, you're all right, but you, you need the Lord. And the desire of heaven must be birthed inside of you. This is why I went on for four weeks about Isaiah 66. Because he does want to birth a move of God. And it will not happen unless I pray. Unless I posture myself in intercession. Unless I encounter him in, 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 in the place where he's showing up. And I have to posture myself, align myself for all those things. And I just really, the spirit of God is calling us. To do a few things. Ready? I'm just going to posture our hearts in a position. And I'm going to give you three things that are going to unlock some things. And then we'll blow the place up at the end. Okay? Okay. Because the Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced. Oh, Joel chapter 2. No, don't go there. Second Kings. Second Kings. Because I want to talk to you about the, the, the power of revelation. Because... When, when the Lord reveals himself, when the Lord begins to show himself, when the Lord begins to open things up for us, we begin to uh, hear him. And when his voice comes, everyone, listen, everyone say, I obey. When his voice comes, we do what he says. When conviction comes, we do what he, he requires of us in the moment when he's, he's touching our heart. And we don't just say, oh, a little dabble do me. No, I need all of who God is. I need all of who he is, right? So, so chapter 4 and verse 1, again, 4 and verse 1. But we know the story. It's, it's Elisha, 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 1. Just mark it down. You can look at it all later. I'm telling you, the Lord comes, and, 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 he, and he speaks to Elijah, and it says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. And here we see this, that there's, there's a, a lack. But when, when, we, when we respond to the lack and we go to the Lord and we go to the prophetic voice of God, 
God begins to open things up for us. I'm talking about revelation. God wants to see this. This is revelation. This is the revelation of the Lord. I mean, God can come to you by, by a prophet and speak a word of revelation, but this is the best revelation you're going to get. The revealing of the Son is the best revelation. He is the Word. He is the living Word. And so, so I, I, I just have to say that it says this, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditors are coming to take my two sons. To be his slaves, Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And he said, and she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except for a jar of oil. Just a little jar of oil. Just a little place. A little thing that I can give God. And then he said, go and borrow vessels everywhere from all of your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not just get a few. What does that mean? That means God has big plans for a little. That means when we have a little bit, God has big plans to do with something huge with the little of what we have. And I want you to just have this understanding tonight and have, you have this revelation that when we, we receive a command from the Lord, when he speaks to us, when he reveals himself and he shows himself and he directs us in a way that it's not just a small thing. All the Lord has to do is whisper one little thing. I'm talking about revelations bring di directives that release miracles. Do you understand what I'm saying? When God is coming and he speaks to you and he releases something to you, it may be a simple word, a simple word of knowledge. It could be a simple little thing, but it could bring absolute freedom to one person. So I'm, I'm seeing this, and then it keeps on going. It says, it says, don't just gather a few, and when you have come in, you shall shut the door. Everyone say, shut the door behind you. You have to shut the door behind you. Why? Because you've created an atmosphere. You created, you're, you're seeing God, what? Behind the secret, in the secret place, the Bible says, Jesus said, go in the secret place and shut the door. And God's trying to show us in this Old Testament scripture that the Lord is speaking about getting into a place of posture in faith. And let me just say something about faith. It, when you, once you graduate faith, Now, all of us need to step into a deeper realm of faith. And God is speaking to us, even tonight, about trusting him in the small to do the big. You have to trust him in the little thing to do the great thing. Like little funny things, right? Like, I'm just thinking... Like simple words of knowledge... They may terrify you, but I'm encouraging you to give them. You're like, that makes no sense. No, give it. If God speaks to you something that makes no sense, it makes sense to the person he's directing it at. I can tell you that miracles flow out of things that you don't understand. Miracles flow out of simple things that the Lord is speaking, simple things that will, step, will cause you to step beyond the little. And into the big. There's a place. It's a, it's, it's a space that we want. Right? You come out of a constricted space 
into a bigger space because God is there. And he's waiting to meet you in that place. So there's this, this, this place. Number one, it's, it's revelation that leads you to the supply of God. When God is speaking, he wants to release something for you so that you end up in the supply line of God. Listen, if you're thinking money, you're thinking wrong. It may, it may include resources. It may include money. But I'm telling you, God is trying to move the church into a place where we respond to revelation and we move into the flow of everything that he has. It is, in fact, the glory realm. See, because I can't work up enough faith, but when I'm in the presence and I'm, and I move past the anointing part of being anointed and I'm moving in the flow of the oil and the river of heaven, then, 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 then God's moving. It doesn't take faith. I just move with God. Oh, you all missed it. It went, I watched it fly out the door. I'm telling you, there's a place that God is calling you that where you live with the flow of the oil of God so that you're not striving and stressing about, I don't have enough faith for it. I can't believe for that. No, God wants to open your life up so that you believe and you continue to walk because you cannot not believe when God's with you. Go back to Zechariah chapter 4. Let's not forget the, the, the main scripture I brought. The Zechariah chapter 4 scripture is about this. It's the oil that flows. And he says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. He says, don't. He says, look at the mountain. He says, speak to the mountain. Grace, grace. Those things go down. All the mountains will go down. You, every valley comes up and every high place comes down. Why? Because you're moving in the flow of God. Right? Like we heard all weekend, the ease. There's no disease because it's dis-ease. Mm. The Lord wants us to posture ourselves in this position where he opens up the supply chain. Come on. Put your hands up. God, I receive tonight. I receive from the supply chain of heaven. I do. I receive from the... Come on. Do it with a little faith. Come on, you're in the flow. The river of oil is flowing from, from this. It, it's going right through the wall and out there, out into, the, out into the parking lot. So you're right in the river. You can't, you, can't be, you can't miss it. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for the supply. And we receive it and we pull it down. We pull it down. We pull the oil of supply down. What is the supply? It's everything that you need. You know, the Bible says we lack nothing. You don't lack anything. You really don't. The Holy Spirit is wanting us to come into this reality. I am not lacking one thing. I'm living in the supply chain of heaven. I'm living in the unlimited supply of God. The oil doesn't stop. The oil doesn't dry up when it comes to me. No, no, it gets stronger when it comes to me. The things that I need from heaven just become more monumental. Because they flow through my life. They flow through you. You're a, you're a conduit for what God wants to release into the earth. And so you walk in this atmosphere and in heavenly direction. Are you hearing me? The Lord's wanting us to stand and live in that heavenly direction tonight. And listen... Psalms 133, this is number two. Listen, number two, the second thing, right? We want the unlimited supply of God. So 
You step into this revelatory realm. You step into the obedience of God. You step into those places where God releases through revelation the unlimited supply. The supply chain is open for you. This next thing's super important. Now, ready? Unity. Unity unlocks the flow of heaven. Unity opens up the flow of heaven. Unity begins to just dispel every barrier that's causing things to lock up for you. Bible says in Isaiah and in, in Psalms, why am I Isaiah all night? Psalms 133, right? Says it's like, it's like the, the unity, this, this unity, when, when brethren dwell together in unity, it says it's like the precious oil that flows down the Levitical priesthood, flows right down, flows through you and over you. It covers you. Why? Because there's no place in my life where I'm causing disunity. In my family, oh, I'm, I'm not just talking church. Come on, where I'm, I'm not causing disunity, where, where God is, has me positioned to unify. You know, and there's some people that we just get stuck. Listen, this, this thing of thanksgiving is super huge. Coming back over and over and over. You have to be thankful for every situation. You, if you're thankful for the people around you, guess what? The oil flows. Oh, come on. Even, 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 if, you, even if you're having a hard time with family members, could be in this family. We pray and give thanks, and the flow comes. We pray and we believe. So the, the flow of the oil is coming through the priesthood. The priesthood of believers. Amen. That God's releasing a flow because we're in unity, because we love one another, because we don't have anything between us. There's nothing between us. There's nothing. No little thing that like is hooked in that's causing me to be self-centered and look at myself rather than everything else around me. Well, the church didn't do this for me before, right? Oh. My family didn't do that for me before. Come on, it's so it's discord. It's it's discording you from the oil. It's removing you out of the flow of the oil because something's catching you on the side of the river and pulling you into the banks. I'm telling you, the spirit of God is wanting us to live from this place. Release what? Blessing, commanded blessing. Commanded blessing comes. Because I'm walking in unity. I'm walking with nothing hindering the inside of me. Nothing, not one thing. I'll say it again. Not one thing. Because here's, here's what happens. I get something with one person and it, and it shifts the atmosphere around me. I get stuck because I'm focused on something that is disunifying me from the body. And the Spirit of God wants to release that unified flow. Come on, when everything's unstopped, when there's no logs, when 
No, offended hearts can easily put a log in the dam and stop the flow. So every time I think of this thing, I'm like, God, you don't want people to leave your church, right? How many want people to leave? I don't. But sometimes there's something that just gets in the heart. And they can't stay in the flow. And what happens is they get stuck and they climb on the banks and get out of the flow. And it's okay. Come on, everyone say it's okay. We pray. We pray you want unity. I want this, I want this Psalm 133 unity in the whole body of Christ, right? Because it's amazing because God's linking all denominations. Right? He's doing it. He's doing it so much, in such a degree in my life, it's crazy. No, not just with my friends here, but there's other friends down in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm totally opposite, different. But God says, you can't leave that. You got to walk with that. You got to walk with all of that and watch what the oil does. Watch how the oil flows. Watch it. Watch it flow. Come on, and then there's struggles. And I go, oh, God. Come on, being real. I know, I'm the only one being real in the room. That's okay. The Spirit of God is calling us to get past the things that cause us to get stuck. Because I want all of what the Lord is going to do in this hour. And I know this. He spoke this word to me. And we'll, end, we'll end with that in a minute. But I, I just feel like you don't want to be in the way of what he's doing. You got to get out of the way of what he's about to do. Out of the way. There's so much that God wants to do in this hour. So that second thing is the oil of unity. And this third thing is the oil of intimacy. And we know the story in Matthew chapter 25. We, we, see, the, we see the ten virgins. Five. Five are wise. Five are unwise. Five don't know what, what they need, what, what's needed when the master comes. But the other five, they're ready. But the Bible says, again, awakening, says they were all sleeping. Mm. So we want to be positioned. Matthew chapter 25 tells us that those wise virgins could not give the oil that they had away. I should say they wouldn't. The word was no. Can we have some of your oil? No. Wait a minute, that's disunity. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. It's not because you can't get the oil for someone else. You, got, you have a whole group. They're in grace because they're five, okay? You got a whole group that can't latch on to what God's doing because they don't have the oil in their lives, right? So God wants to come and invade their lives, but they need the oil. They need to get connected to the next thing that I'm going to tell you, which is in Matthew chapter 26, which talks about this woman that will be talked about for all eternity, Jesus said, because she came and broke the box and, and anointed Jesus for his, what, death. Oh. 
let's just go there for a second. Matthew chapter 26. God's good. Are you having fun? Should be. All the time. <laughs> oh. 26. Verse 10. Verse 6, it says, when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon, the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask, very costly fragrant oil, very costly. And she poured it out on his head as he sat at the table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant. They got mad. They got an attitude. They got offended. The 12 that always walked with him. The 12 that knew everything about him. The 12. The apostles. Saying, why this waste for this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has, she has done good work for me. She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole earth, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial. Why the burial? It's, it's like she came to anoint him for what he was about to step into. Can I just tell you, both those, Matthew 25 and Matthew, Matthew 26 are both speaking about the end times. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Because when the Lord comes, he's coming at the final trump, trumpet. There's a trumpet. There's a voice. There's a voice that's preparing the way of the Lord. And I'm telling you, Matthew 25 is super important because it, it is costly oil in this hour. Intimacy will cost you everything. Salvation's free, but the rest of it will cost you. <laughs> Salvation's free. I, I live in the glory. I live in the, in the Lord's graces, and I'm thankful for it. But I'm telling you, the Lord is trying to open up some things for us to understand by His Spirit in this hour. And, 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 and it has to come from a position where we see, Lord, I need the oil. I need the oil to live in dark times. I need the oil to be a, a lamp, a burning, shining lamp in this hour. I need the oil so that when the enemy comes in like a flood, come on, it's all around me. It just goes around me because oil doesn't touch. No, when I get oil, I'm floating on that water, on that flood. Come on, whatever is coming at you, the, the, the Lord is giving you an antidote, and it's himself. 
I know it's, it's, we, it tends to, it's complicated, but it's not. The Lord wants to open this up for us. So, so there's an outpouring of God's Spirit, and I know this, that the Lord wants to pour out His Spirit in this hour for each one of us. And it comes by the oil being poured out in a fresh, fresh way. Psalms 104, and I'll land, I promise. Psalms 104, and I just want you to see because it's, it's, it's speaking about the sovereignty of God and His coming and His provision and all the things, right? It says this in verse 15. Verse 14 says, He causes the grass to grow. Psalm 104, in verse 14. For the cattle and the vegetation for the service of man. Listen, he's provided everything for you. He causes his spirit to come to do this. That he may bring forth food from the earth. And then it says, and wine that makes glad the heart of man. Listen, in this hour, God is pouring out his wine to get you real happy. <laughs> no, to get you really full of joy. There is a joy that's being released in this hour. And we have to be filled with the wine of God. That makes the heart of a man happy. And the oil that makes his face shine. The oil is there so that you are a light to make your face shine in the bread which strengthens man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of what? Sap. <laughs> and you are the righteousness of Christ and you're called as trees of righteousness and you're planted beside what? Oh, the Ezekiel 47 river of God. That's where you should be planted. You shouldn't be planted any other place. Because there's a, a flow of God's glory that's coming from that, that throne and out of the temple of God that's coming to you. But you're rooted. And the Bible says that that, that sap, it says it's, it strengthens. It's the same as the oil. It strengthens. It actually, it's a wind that comes on your life. It, it, it gives you, it fulfills everything. You should be satisfied. <laughs> the only time you're dissatisfied, it's, 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 it's divine dissatisfaction. Are you hearing me? The Lord's already provided, and he's causing the oil of his presence to come. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to be in the way. So these things I said, I, Lord, am I listening to your word? What, is, what was God's last directive to your life? I'll just let you think about that for a minute. What was God saying last to you? Everyone's got thoughts in the rooms. God's speaking. Listen, he's speaking to you. And he's releasing a life to you. What was the last thing he said to you? <laughs> I 
because he wants to fulfill those words. And they may be just simple directives. And, and Miles, you're being vague. No, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to what God's saying in this hour. Listen to how he wants to pour out his spirit in a, in a fresh, fresh new way. Because I'm telling you, in these times that we're moving into, I do not want to be in the way, in the way. This is super important. This is so important. I don't want to be in the way of what God wants to do. Like, I don't want to be obstructing the move of God. Listen, as I, as I, I meditated and I meditated on some things, the, I realized I was listening to one of the pastors. Oh, it was Jeremy Riddle. About how this whole, like, Lisa and I affect the whole atmosphere in this one place. Every place I go to speak, I have to be an open vessel to allow God. Now, I, am not, I don't have control if I'm not head of the house. But I've got control, and I use that loosely. I've got open access to allow the Holy Spirit to move as he wants to. And, and actually, we, are, we set the tone for worship in this place. See, because her and I, we'll just worship all night. I don't care. Go. Two hours. Go. Four hours. Most of you would be bored with four hours. Most of you wouldn't make it to two. I don't care. If God's in the room, I don't want to be in the way. I don't want to control. I don't want to manipulate. I don't want to be the puppet that, while there's also a responsibility to help and to steward, because a steward has what? Responsibility. God wants us to be stewards with our homes, right? He wants us to be stewards with everything that we come in contact with. He wants us to steward our lives, right? If it starts with that very thing, how I steward my life. How I steward my wife. How I steward my kids. How I steward the atmosphere in my home. How I steward the atmosphere in this worship center. Revival center. How that happens is because of me. Look at me. Look at your neighbor. Say you, you're responsible. Oh, ouch, right? Sometimes we think it's just, whoa, it's just a free, you know, God's loosey-goosey he is. In a sense, he wants the flow of heaven to come. But God, there's government. You all got serious. There's the government of God. There's what God wants and there's what man wants. Man's government doesn't necessarily reflect God's government. <laughs> so we're finding right now, right? So that's why we have to pray. God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not an empty prayer. It's not a ritual prayer. It's something that we say, God, will you come and bring yourself here? Because I want to see everyone wasted in this place on God. That means you're wrecked in a good way. That God releases the wrecking of himself. And there will be a day of reckoning. And I want to be wrecked for that day. Oh, it's true. Right? Because the justice of heaven is coming to the earth to release all of who he is. When Jesus comes, and he is coming. He's coming to release 
all of who he is into the earth. And so God is in this hour right now. Like, I want to be responsible and a good steward of what he gives us with fear and trembling and the joy of the Lord and freedom. And come on, just let it a Holy Ghost party and let it just get out of control. Let it happen, God, because I want it like that. And I know that heaven isn't all choose my words carefully like we sucked on lemons or something you understand like God wants the joy and the fullness of who he is in the midst of the congregation and he wants us to honor who he is and to have a, a fear and honor and a, and, a, and a reverence for who God is but he also wants to show up and just display his power and his wonder Amen? So this is, this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to allow the fresh oil of God to come as we say, God, I'm moving out of the way. Now you can come. Moving out of the way from what you want to do. And I'm asking Holy Spirit because Jesus, when he was anointed, the Bible says that that he came up out of the water after he was baptized and he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came in bodily form and hit him and joined with him and he was the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Father in the earth. Listen, we will never be the fullness of God in the earth. Never. But he wants to establish his kingdom inside of us so that as we come and, Lord, I say, God, remove every stick, everything that's chaff, everything that's in the way. Lord, you come and you show yourself in this place. Lord, you flow in this moment. Lord, you begin to move in my life in that way. Lord, would you, would you come in that place and show yourself? Show yourself. I say all that. And there's a holy hush in this place, but I want, I want to just encourage you. Because the prophet Joel says this. He said, be glad then. <laughs> be glad then. You children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former and the latter rain faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. That means there's a deluge of what God has for us now. He prophesied this before he prophesied Joel chapter 2, which was the which was what we know as Acts chapter 2, where the outpouring of the Spirit came. Can I tell you that Jesus is the one that's pouring out the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is coming to invade your life. But he's asking, Lord, he's, he's looking for people that will say, I will step out of the way, Lord. That means you're accountable. You're looking at all the things in you, right? We take an account. I look, God, what's, what's hindering you from moving? Because we can be in meetings and we can get whacked and we can get hit down by the power of God and still wake up, come out of it and never changed. No, I'm talking, this is real. Like the charismatic movement is totally 
suspect for people going down and never coming up changed. <laughs> Come on, it's okay. It's true because God, He wants to come. And He wants, believe me, He wants to transfigure you. If you go down or you're standing up, you don't need to go down. He wants to transfigure you. Every time I feel like I've gone down, literally even last night, I got hit hard. Like something came over my eyes and something came down the, the left side of my face. And I'm, I'm like, Holy Spirit, what is that? What are you doing? He said, I'll show you in the days ahead. I'll show you in the days ahead. But we can't just come up out of an experience and say, oh, that was great. I mean, I want you to enjoy it. I'm not putting any weird thing on it. But I do believe this, that God wants to come and invade you. And listen, I don't want people walking out of here with ailments ever. Ever. Hearing aids should be extinct from this room. Do you understand? Heart conditions should not exist in this place. If you're under oppression... If you're dealing with the same thing and you're, you're, you're enamored with yourself stuff as you after you leave here, come on, I'm, I'm all, you all right? I'm telling you, God wants to change you in the twinkling of an eye. I'm not talking about getting raptured, raptured. I'm talking about him enrapturing you into something that changes you and transforms you completely because you get up and you've never been the same. I've had in my life moments where I've come up different and it didn't wear off. And I've had moments when I've come down and I've gone back into the same weird stuff, like the same stinking thinking. Come on, I'm being honest. Anyone who's in the room, and even if you're a preacher and you think you don't deal with thoughts that try to defy you, that are demonic in nature and that come against what God wants to do in you and through your ministry, you're lying. But God wants to rid any doubt, any place of unbelief, any areas that hinder you from being all that God wants to pour out on your life right now. Come on, stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. And I want us to just wait, wait on the Holy Spirit for a minute. And you can come right up. If you want to come up, just come straight up. Come straight up. Because you're just saying, God, I want to just, I want to move everything out of the way that's in the way. I just want it out. I want to eradicate everything that might be in the way. Because you have keys. You want to release to me. You have things you want to open up to me. You have places. I repent from any place that I haven't been in unity with the rest of the body. I repent of any place where I haven't stepped in, into the fullness of the words that you've spoken to me. I'm hot on that one. Everyone should be up here. <laughs> I'm telling you, God wants to open up and pour out oil tonight on you in a dynamic way. 
So just lift your hands. Come on. The glory of God's in the room.